Chapter 20 of Rational Theology as Taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by John Andreas Widsow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 20 The Authority of the Priesthood the authority of the priesthood is often misunderstood and it is frequently the rock upon which many men and women suffer spiritual shipwreck the foundation of authority the power or right to command or to act is authority in the beginning man conscious and in possession of will reached out for truth and gained new knowledge gradually as his intelligence grew he learned to control natural forces as he met them on his way knowledge properly used became power and intelligent knowledge is the only true foundation of authority the more intelligence a man possesses the more authority he may exercise hence the glory of god is intelligence this should be clear in the minds of all who exercise authority absolute authority such high authority based on increasing intelligent knowledge may be called absolute authority all other forms of authority and many forms exist must be derived from absolute authority for it is the essence of all authority nothing in the universe is absolutely understood and absolute authority does not mean that full knowledge or full power has been gained over anything in the universe forever will the universe reveal its secrets by absolute authority is meant the kind of authority that results directly from an intelligent understanding of the things over which authority is exercised authority can therefore be absolute only as far as knowledge goes and will become more absolute as more knowledge is obtained the laws of god are never arbitrary they are always founded on truth derived authority anyone possessing the absolute authority resting on high intelligence will often find it necessary or convenient to ask others to exercise that authority for him this may be called derived authority it does not necessarily follow that those who are so asked understand the full meaning of the authority that they exercise the workman in a factory carries out the operations as directed by the chief technician and obtains the same results though he does not to the same extent understand the principles involved every person who has risen to the earth estate possesses a certain degree of absolute authority for he has knowledge of nature which gives him control over many surrounding forces every person possesses or should possess certain derived authority which is exercised under the direction of a superior intelligence though it is not always wholly understood. The authority of office. In an organized body like the church, each activity must be governed by established laws. Those who have been chosen officers to enforce these laws and to carry on the regular work of the church exercise their power because of their office. Authority of office is only a form of derived authority, derived from the people who have agreed to submit their wills to certain officers, who are to enforce laws accepted by the people. Even such authority, belonging to official positions, must be founded on intelligent knowledge, 
and the organization of the church itself must be intelligently authoritative. Therefore, authority of office is best exercised when those holding it have qualified themselves intelligently for the work. The mistakes made by officers are commonly due to the want of the needed intelligence in the exercise of their duties. Fortunately, however, the church is so organized that the actions of its officials may be tried for their righteousness whenever they appear to be wrong to the people. Mistakes are most likely to be made by officials who will not qualify themselves for the work. Authority and Free Agency While intelligent knowledge does establish the highest degree of authority, absolute authority, yet it does not, alone, justify the exercising of authority that may conflict with the wills of others. The law of free agency must not be transcended nor is it permissible to do anything that will hinder, in the least, the progress of man under the great law. Authority must therefore be exercised only in such a manner as to benefit other individuals. Naturally, when a community accepts a body of laws for their government, and officers are appointed by the people to enforce the laws, the punishment of the disobedient is not an interference with free agency, for all have accepted the law. Only when a person withdraws from the community does the community law become inoperative with respect to him. Since the battle for free agency must not be waged again, laws must be enforced as they are accepted by the people. Thus it comes about that all the officers in the church, who merely represent the people, must be sustained by the people. The people govern the church through their sustained authorities. When a person opposes righteousness, the worst that can be done is to sever that individual from the organization. The priesthood has no authority to exercise further punishment. The punishment which comes to those who do wrong is automatic, and will, of itself, find out the sinner. Authority over Self The priesthood conferred on man establishes an authority which each man may at all times exercise with respect to himself and God. By the authority of the priesthood he has a right to commune with God in prayer or in other ways, and has, as it were, the right to receive communications in return from the intelligent beings about him, so that his ways may be ways of strength and pleasantness. Man's own work should be inseparably connected with the power of the priesthood to which he has attained. The Exercise of Authority the authority committed to man by God is in earthly hands. The flesh is weak, and men who possess authority may often make mistakes in its exercise. The proper manner of exercising the authority of the priesthood has been made exceedingly clear. Quote, the rights of the priesthood are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven, and the powers of heaven cannot be controlled or handled only upon the principles of righteousness. That they may be conferred upon us, it is true, but when we undertake to cover our sins, or to gratify our pride, our vain ambition, or to exercise control, or dominion, or compulsion upon the souls of the children of men in any degree of unrighteousness, behold, the heavens withdraw themselves. The Spirit of the Lord is grieved, and when it is withdrawn, amen to the priesthood or the authority of that man. Behold, Ere he is aware, he is left to himself, to kick against the pricks, to persecute the saints, and to fight against God. 
No power or influence can or ought to be maintained by virtue of the priesthood, only by persuasion, by long suffering, by gentleness and meekness, and by love unfeigned, by kindness and pure knowledge, which shall greatly enlarge the soul without hypocrisy and without guile, reproving betimes with sharpness when moved upon by the Holy Ghost, and then showing forth afterwards an increase of love toward him whom thou hast reproved, lest he esteem thee to be his enemy, that he may know that thy faithfulness is stronger than the cords of death. Let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men, and to the household of faith, and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God, and the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion, and thy scepter an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth, and thy dominion shall be an everlasting dominion, and without compulsory means it shall flow unto thee for ever and ever. Any authority of the priesthood otherwise exercised than as above stated is not in harmony with the law. There is, therefore, no need to fear authority, for those who misuse it will ultimately be removed from their offices and will be punished not only by the laws of the church, but by God, the giver of law. Meanwhile, the thought stands out prominently that those who are given the priesthood, and especially those who are to exercise authority in the offices of the priesthood, should carefully fit themselves for the work that they have to do. This is the only safe key to authority. The Unrighteous Exercise of Authority Authority may be unrighteously exercised from the lack of intelligence or because of wickedness. Should a member of the church note this, the procedure of correction is to notify the ward teachers who try to settle the difficulty. If the ward teachers do not succeed in this, the bishop's court takes up the matter, which, if needs be, it passes to the stake presidency and high council, and may be appealed to the first presidency. Justice is meted out to all in the church. If the people are dissatisfied with any officer, they may refuse to sustain him at the times of the voting, which prevents him from exercising the functions of his office. However, in all things the majority rules, and in many of the judgments of the church there must be unanimity. The Church Authoritative The Church of Christ possesses real authority derived from God, and in its work represents God. Such a church alone can appeal to the human understanding. A church without authority is limp and helpless. Authority is the final test of a true church. Does it attempt to officiate for God? Does its priesthood possess authority? From the beginning the Church of God has been given direct divine authority so that its work might not be questioned. The angel walked with Adam. God spoke to Abraham. Jesus in person came on earth. The Father and the Son came to Joseph Smith. In all ages, when the Church has been fully established, the priesthood has been conferred by authoritative beings. The authority of the Church is real and genuine and possesses power. By its power it shall be known. End of chapter 20